0: It's time for coffee. The show really does need a jingle, but I'm not singing it. <sighs> coffee. There's. You gotta sell. Lay down. If you have a cat, I understand. Struggle. Two, one. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today is Wednesday. It's October 14th, 2020. My name's Jeremy, and this right here, this is my first cup of coffee. Hmm. Ah, Good stuff. Hope you had a good Tuesday. I had a pretty productive day. Got a lot done. We recorded three podcast episodes yesterday. I had a wonderful guest interview. And uh, Andrew and I did two episodes. Really, really enjoying my collaboration with him. That's working really well. So shout out to Andrew. Um, What else do we do? Figured out what happened with Whistlekick Live last week. It was as simple as a single click. There was one tiny ridiculous thing that was not working correctly. It was so frustrating. Once once I found it, I went, oh, why? And, And Gabe and Andrew were testing it out with me and we... It was just so dumb. The way it's set up. It shouldn't... What What happened shouldn't be possible. But it was. It is. And so now we know. You got to lay down. What are you doing? You got to lay down. I'm trying to do a show. Uh, what else? Went to the gym. Gabe and I talked about a bunch of stuff with live. Future plans. We're planning out things that we're going to implement like three, four episodes from now. Because the show is constantly improving. So we're just laying out what things we're going to try. Which is kind of cool. Um, And then email and a bunch of other... Just miscellany. Today, I think I'm moving into Panera. To do email. I'm pretty sure that's my job today. Got a handful of things I got to do with the house. Acupuncture. And then once I'm done with acupuncture, I'll pop over to Panera and just work on email. Because this one was awful yesterday. Just, she would not leave me alone. I cannot get work done when she's like that. She was either on the other side of the door complaining. Or if the door was open, she was in, in the office complaining. She just wouldn't... She wouldn't stop. I need to hire a cat handler basically someone to sit on the couch if anyone out there wants a job sitting on a couch it pays very little but you get to sit with a cat Stacy's asking which Panera no no Uh, it'll be the one down here the one in Berlin because these are my stomping grounds I do spend a lot of time at the one in Williston if I'm up that way I'll go there uh, but you know the best part about the one down here in Berlin uh, For those of you who are not Vermonters, Berlin is, is not Germany or anything Berlin is uh, one town over from Montpelier, our capital uh, Nobody's over there If I go in There's a good chance I've got the whole place to myself Everybody goes through the drive-thru Can I offer you some cat hair? She's at... She's back at the point where she's not grooming herself well and she's getting mad matted. So I'm trying to deal with that when she sits on the lap. <sighs> what else? What else happened? Clients. More clients, more clients, more clients. I set this target of having... A dozen, a dozen clients. And a dozen good-paying clients. I'm almost there. Not financially, but numbers-wise. So I just gotta get some of these clients bumped up revenue-wise. If I can do that? Yeah. We're gonna get there. Solving financial problems. Right, Zuzo? Solving financial problems. Um it's such a weird year such a weird year but you all know that we're all dealing with that the weirdness I was recording the the podcast episode yesterday with the guest and they're talking about frustration over you know not being able to train normally believe me I get it trust me I get it it's Most of the things that I look forward to through the year involve other people. They involve sparring, travel. None of those things are happening. If I didn't have that stand-up heavy bag that's right there, if I didn't have that thing... I don't know. I'd probably have holes in my walls. Punching that thing has been really helpful. And then if I go to the gym and nobody's around, I hit the heavy bag. Which feels good. I don't know. What else? What else is there to say? I don't like that it's dark. I don't like that the heat kicks on in the morning. Um, Wow, I'm doing a lot of complaining. Let's fix that. Yeah. I feel weird. This is, this is odd. This is an odd feeling as I'm realizing that I've spent most of the opening of this show complaining. I'm sorry, because I try not to do that. <sighs> I have a lot to not complain about. I thought I was going to be on the road with clients with a client today but it looks like we're doing that next week which means i get the day to catch up cuz i'm behind definitely behind monday was weird monday monday being a holiday and sort of taking a half day the way i start my day is a direct reflection of how the rest of it will go so if i start off productive like if i get up get to my desk quickly and i get start getting a lot done the rest of the day will go well If I say, oh, you know, I don't have a lot to do. I'll wait until nine to start work. I get nothing done. I really don't. At least my definition of nothing. Which, let's face it, is probably... Many people's definition of a productive day. But when you got this much to do, you gotta get it done. I think we should see what y'all What do you think, Susan? She's purring up a storm. I think we should. So. Nope. Nope. Whew. There's cat hair on everything. Do you know anything about that? Remember, if you've got stuff you want me to comment on, Drop it below. Once the show closes, I'll talk about it tomorrow. And interestingly. Hmm. All right. Let me check this first. Because here here's what here's what's going on. Um Frank's comments came through on Facebook, but not on YouTube, which is why Frank, I'm glad that you still send them both ways because otherwise, yikes All right Today, Wednesday, October 14th, 2020 is Emergency Nurses Day So we've got some quotes from fr- some Frank some quotes from Frank and then we've also got a question from Jen which did come through right. The following quotes are from a website for nurses, nursebuff.com Save one life, you're a hero. Save 100 lives, you're a nurse. I find it interesting that we, we so often look down on nurses culturally uh, and, and I don't get it. You know, we, we, we hold doctors up to a pretty high standard. We, we elevate them in society oh they're a doctor I I don't see people say oh they're a nurse now some of that might be that when we think of nurses we we think of changing sheets and, and other let's say simpler tasks but if you think about the environment they're working in the type of person you have to be and the fact that there are multiple designations of nurse and all the way up to nurse practitioner, which might as well be a doctor in a lot of respects. Stacy says, and we pay nurses crappy too and they do things no doctor would do daily. Exactly. Um, it takes a special kind of person to be a nurse for a period of time to in to be around sick people uh, injured people depressed people people who are not at their best to be, to be there day after day and to give them themselves I've known a number of nurses I've known uh, I've dated nurses and they are generally very compassionate people their ability to empathize and Bring a little bit of light into wherever they are is, is a pretty amazing thing. We would, we would be better off if we could all do what they did. Or do. We'd be stuck without them. A nurse is not what you do. It is what you are. I am a nurse. It's not what I do. It's what I am. A lot of... A lot of similarity between that and martial arts, right? I can swap that word. A martial artist is not what you do. It is what you are. I am a martial artist. It is not what I do. It's what I am. Not a nurse. I've never been a nurse. Uh, I would say I have a pretty good bedside manner. Something just flew into my window. Sounded like a small bird. Um, I've got a pretty good bedside manner, but I I don't think I could do 90% of what they're doing. It amazes me. It really does. It amazes me what they do. If you're a parent... You've been a nurse to your children in a sense. Maybe not in the formal way. Maybe you didn't check or fill out charts, but you took care of them. You put their needs ahead of your own. Now I can't speak to how, how much a, any medical professional does that, that second part. The putting, putting the needs of the patient uh, in front of themselves. But I suspect at least some of the time most of them do just as most martial arts instructors most martial arts instructors i know sacrifice a bit of themselves for their students it's service being a nurse is is, is one of the best examples of serving others of caring for them because it happens when it is the least attractive it is the least glamorized. And as Stacey said, doesn't even pay that well most of the time. But it's honorable. It is necessary. And I'm thankful that they're out there. Bound by paperwork, short on hands, sleep and energy. Nurses are rarely short on caring. Sharon Hudacek. And that's the part that blows me away. You know, you talk to someone who's been a nurse for you know, decades. And they're still kind and compassionate people. When you talk to plenty of other people who work in some kind of service position and have done it for decades quite often they are disillusioned. Uh, They are cynical. They're bitter. I'm sure there are plenty of nurses out there, that that description, but... In my experience, that's not most of them. Hmm. I'm thinking a lot about... Hospitals and medicine and and doctors and nurses and patients. Just this, this whole system and I don't, I don't mean the medical system from the perspective of, of insurance and money and billing and all that I just, I just mean the actual work that gets done and I'm trying to imagine it without nurses and it just doesn't work if you or somebody you know is a nurse I hope you, you thank them today and maybe ask them why they wanted to become a nurse if you look at uh, what, what's the, the lowest level of training uh, there's RN which is the top one called registered nurse and then there's an LPN and a LNA there we go I think LNA is the first is the the least education that's not a terribly long course but you've got to pay for it and then you get a job making nothing very little and yeah you can move up but the fact that people want to step into that it's it just I applaud them I thank them I've been helped by nurses before thankful they were there where are you going? stop trying to put your tail on my coffee it's my coffee, not yours. She's in a mood. I think we got one more. Mm. Treat the patient as a whole, not just the whole in the patient. That one could apply to just about anything. So let's, let's spin that a little bit into martial arts. Because it's a martial arts show. If you teach kids or really you teach anybody anything. If you work with another human being, compassion and empathy are so paramount to getting the results that you want. Can you imagine a person in a hospital? Let's imagine two identical situations. Identical people. Excuse me. There we go. And for one of them, the nursing staff treats them terribly. They're mean, they're miserable and the other one they're happy and or at least treated well which one's going to get better or get better faster which child is martial arts student in general is going to progress better the one that you give some compassion and empathy to the one that you treat well or the one that you are abusive to now I don't mean you know a little bit of negative reinforcement sometimes that works well for people I mean treating people poorly I've had martial arts instructors like this I didn't want to do my best I did the bare minimum I did the bare minimum to not get yelled at that doesn't inspire people how do you inspire people? you treat them like a person you treat them like sorry to be cliche like you want to be treated we forget that we get so wrapped up in our own stuff we forget that other people have their own stuff If I could snap my fingers and there was a mass awakening of empathy all all the crap that's going on in the world right now would virtually disappear. No. It would. If you've ever seen the movie uh, movies What Women Want or What Men Want that's It's a good example of finding empathy. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable and feel what others are feeling. And now... Where's Jen's question? Here it is. So thanks to Frank and Jen for their contributions to the show today. Yesterday's focus was on fear... When you have a student who has a fear of something that you, as an instructor, see they need to work through, have you ever walked a student through that process? What did you learn as a teacher in that situation? I don't know that I I can articulate a specific. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I've worked with students that have a fear of competing. I've worked with students that have a fear of sparring. Sparring is probably the easiest one. You get somebody in their first few classes and they need to spar. It's time to spar. And they are just panicked. Because they see what everybody else is doing. They're going, I don't know how to do that. I'll grab them. I'll spar with them. Because they usually trust me. I'm not a terribly large person. I'm not a large person uh, sometimes they'll they'll point to the, the black belt around my waist and say but you're going to kill me well, no this doesn't mean that I have to kill you it means I have the skill to but why would I want to do that it means I have the skill to not hurt you when I don't want to as well oh. so we start slow and I get them to laugh find humor. We play. If it's competition, if they're nervous getting, in front, getting up in front of people, my favorite exercise for, for that, and I'll, I'll pull back to the, the root of the question, is getting people to do things in the mirror. Their own mirror at home. If you can go in the bathroom, you can shut the door and do your... Most competitions, there's, you know, some kind of opening presentation of your name and the name of your form or something like that. If you can do that, looking at yourself in the eye, in the mirror, you can probably do that in front of other people. For some reason, doing it, facing yourself is, is a very strange thing. But this connects to don't treat the whole in the person treat the whole person. Why are they scared? Fear usually comes from a disconnect with their expectations in the world. They're afraid they're going to get hurt because this is what they think happens. Or they're afraid of letting someone down because they're that's what they think that they're being held to a higher standard than they are. And so sometimes you got to get to the root of it. Sometimes you can't, especially if it's a, like a young kid or maybe an adult who just won't open up to you. So you got to guess. You got to get down in the muck with them. You got to feel it out. Sometimes people just want to know that they're supported. Maybe maybe this is a circumstance where you gotta go above and beyond. Say, all right, we're gonna We're gonna stay late on you know after class next time and we're gonna do this for him together until you're no longer scared to do it. And you come up with every drill you could imagine. What's that line? People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Sometimes they just need to know that you care. So if we go deeper on how to handle fear... Depends on what the fear is. Depends on the person. Depends on... How much time they've got training. The way I would handle a fear of of doing forms in in front of others is different than the way I would handle... You know, for a, a child is different than the way I would handle sparring for an adult who has been the victim of sexual assault. The key is empathy. If they know you care, you're going to get a lot more out of them. Now, what did I learn? What have I learned when I've had students like this? I've learned that there's a lot of crap out there. And martial arts is uniquely suited to helping people through a lot of it. I'm trying not to reflect too much on an episode that we had yesterday because I don't want to give anything away. The the guest episode that we did yesterday dovetails in beautifully with this conversation. You'll know it when you listen to it. Uh, It's going to be episode 550. You've heard me say on the show that the opposite of fear is love. So if... If someone is suffering from fear, how do you love them? How do you express love, convey love, lead with love in those circumstances? Empathy, compassion, all that. So Jen, if that's not enough, if you want to go deeper, uh, email me or let me know more. We can set up a time to chat or something. Happy to help with that. I'm going to go. I'm going to get started with my day. And you're going to do the same, I expect. Thanks for watching. Or if you're listening later on, thanks for listening. If you've got questions or comments or quotes or whatever it is, drop it below once the episode closes. I will respond to them tomorrow. If you want to support what we do, remember Patreon. And buy stuff at whistlekick.com. Use the code FIRSTCUP15. Stacy's sending the care emoji. Actually, that's kind of... It's, it's more of a love emoji. Well, thank you. And love back to you, Stacy. Love to you all. I hope you have a fantastic day. I'll see you back here tomorrow. 6.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. Bright and early. For another episode of First Cup. Take care. Peace.